Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <clears throat> okay, here we go. They say great things come in threes. Great stuff. The great days we're living, bro. That's just that Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam Podcast. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. <laughs> what is going on, Bam Slam fam? It is another episode of the Bam Slam podcast, season two, episode 10. And the family is back together. We kind of had an unofficial episode last time, just Ben and myself, kind of a preview of the 2021 NFL season. Did you listen, Allie? Yes. Good. And, and it wasn't because I don't know about the nfl and couldn't participate i you wasn't do. in town you know about she wasn't she was she seen. probably knows more than costa does <laughs> she, i wouldn't doubt no, it. no i don't think that's she's true. uh i just don't want anyone to think that you guys like kicked me out or something <laughs> she was uh back on the east coast watching Look at all my notes son. doesn't that make you nuts very how many notes you. i did came loaded for bear uh she was back east on the east coast at army uh watching the black knights of the hudson um no black is mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Knights Knights of the Hudson Mm -hmm. uh, take on her uh, son Ben's Western Kentucky football team on uh, 9-11. And I cannot wait to hear all about that. The only thing I saw from that game was uh, the Black Knights run onto the field and every single player had a flag in their hand. It was emotional. Which was Mm -hmm. awesomely insane. Um, But I had uh, an awesomely insane experience uh, working the sidelines for Westwood One this past Monday night in Las Vegas. And kid in a candy shop. Holy shit. It was, I mean, flying out, plane was full. Raider fans. Airport was full of them. All the Las Vegas flights, obviously. So I got into Vegas at, uh, oh, first I was delayed an hour because of control tower issues in Las Vegas for some reason. So I'm texting our executive producer saying, hey, here's the deal. I'll be there when I you can get there. So I land, I get to an Uber. Uber takes me towards Allegiant Stadium, and the traffic is just a tangled, about a thousand tangled spaghetti noodles. It was, I mean, it was just cluster F. So I just said, listen, just drop me at that gas station. I'll walk. Now, mind you, it's about 106 outside right. still. <laughs> oh, and I have, I've got a um, kind of a gray and black golf shirt on. I've got gray slacks and a pair of running shoes. Sweat through all of that. Oh, my God. So I finally make it to the stadium, and I've got my media credential, and I go to the gate, and the girl goes, oh, oh, you're going to have to get your backpack checked across the street. at the." And I went, what? And she goes, yeah. And I said, no, you know, I said I'm with the media. That's, I've been told this is the media entrance. She goes, you got to get your backpack checked. So I'm all, So I call the executive producer, and he goes, no. He goes, dude, you're at the wrong entrance. He goes, there's a media entrance They'll, they'll take you right in. So I, I finally found someone that has a science that may help you. I said, I need to know where the media entrance is. This is take two because the first person who had a sign like yours said to go there, and that's wrong. And I said, yeah, yeah, you want to go all the way around the stadium to the other side oh. where the satellite trucks are, oh, blah, 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 blah. So I start walking, and these two guys coming towards me going, nope, that's not it. And they're both have backpacks. Oh. And they go, that's not, no, they just told us there to come here to this gate. So I said, I finally turned to the girl. I said, listen, I am not trying to pull the, do you know who I am? But I have to be on the field in about 20 minutes to test a microphone before it gets really crazy in there. And I need to get in the stadium. So this guy comes over and says, guys, come over here. So he pulls us, pulls us through the metal detector, checks our bags. We go into the stadium, finally get up to the uh, the broadcast position, which is basically almost on top of Mount Everest. I mean, you are last, wow, last that you are looking down. I mean, down on the players. Wow! But just walking through, but you were on the field, right? Yeah, I was on the field okay. for the whole game, but mm-hmm. I had to go up and get the equipment. Oh, right. And then after I got the equipment, I had to still go back downstairs underneath. Allegiant Stadium, where the players park, and where they roll the big, you know, field out when they're not using it to get a armband. I mean, they're just obviously because of 
where we are in our country right now and the, the Afghanistan pull Afghanistan pull out, you can't be too careful. So I go and I get my bag checked and I finally get out on the field and we do a, a mic check and everything sounds great, walking all over the place. Um, and then I just hung out there. I just went and saw, uh, talked with Mark Davis, talked with us. Uh, How's that bowl cut looking? Mark's looking good. He's so so freaking nice. He is so nice. And our good friend Steve Hartman, um, Steve wanted me to deliver a letter to him. <laughs> so I walked over to him and I said, "Hey, Mark," and I introduced who I was. And, and we had met a couple years ago. And then I said, "This is from a good friend of yours." And he kind of looks at me and I said, "Steve Hartman." He goes, "Oh my gosh!" So <laughs> he was super nice. Um, so Steve hasn't been exaggerating all these years. His, he actually his relationship did. Yep, with that's the right. He does have a great relationship with the Davis family. Allie and Ben, the stadium is they. There's not a bad seat, and and, and I realize you know the the nosebleeds. You're in the nosebleeds. There is not a bad seat. Okay, I've been looking it's forward so to this all week. Give me the compare and contrast. It's a SDCCU, the Q, Qualcomm, all. <laughs> San Diego Stadium to what you were just in. Um, there is no comparison, unfortunately. <laughs> there was no water dripping on you. And <laughs> what about the bathrooms worked? So the overflow. underneath the the bowels of the stadium, if you will, the beautiful, underneath, okay, beautiful, super high. I mean, it's like probably thirty feet high between the ground where the play, the parking lot, the players park in, and the what would be the underneath of of Allegiant Stadium. Not a single piece of concrete fell on you. No, no wow. rust stains, no wires no, hanging no and box, stuff. No box style television. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's just it's it's beautiful, and you know a lot of it underneath where the public's not going to be is just finished concrete and you know painted um cinder block but it's just it's big it's wide open it's clean it's well lit and you know having been so many times up there to the oakland alameda coliseum o.co whatever they wanted to call it at the time that was another place that was was falling apart mm-hmm. uh, just like candlestick was but yep. this was this was it, it's what they have needed for the longest time but you know um I, up in the media area so so they have this huge spread and it was like hot dogs it was sandwiches and then they had a massive donut bar oh man and then they have it's almost like a candy shop Wow. And it's, you know that uh, you know that popcorn you can buy at at, at, at movie theaters that comes like kind of oh, funnel shaped. Yeah, all those like different the zebra ones. Yeah, thank you. The, the zebra the cheddar. Is, oh, giant oh, bags, daddy. giant bags of M and M's, red vines. They have all the sodas, all the drinks, all the stuff. And not saying that I'm going to work the game just because I can, you know, go stuff my face at the concession stand. I've done that at Padre games. Well, why not? But you know, I, but I'm just I'm noticing all these different things, and the broadcast booths are big. And airy, and again, in the stands, and they were so smart. the The first row of seats. Now let's think back to at, at SDCC Stadium. That first row of seats, you're not seeing anything because you can't see over the players' heads. Mm-hmm. The first row of seats are probably nine feet up off the ground. So even if you get that front row ticket, you're you are looking over players' heads, but you're seeing the action, no problem. And the pregame, the music, the the band, the DJ, the lighting of the Al Davis torch, Gladys Knight sung the uh, the national anthem, yeah, and it was it was awesome. And then there's the game, and it was incredible. And I'm you know I probably did about four and a half miles running back and forth, sideline to sideline, getting injury updates and, and things like that. And then to have it finish the way it did, I'm over on the Raiders sideline. So after uh, they they forced that last fumble. And the Raiders kind of were doing the, the fire drill about do we kick it or not, anything. Um, he throws the pass to Edwards. Was Ruggs, Yeah, it was Edwards, right? The game winner was – or before that? The game winner was to Zay Jones. Right, but the one right. we thought was the game, win, game was winner was Edwards. was Edwards. And I go running down the field with my uh, Raider PR liaison – and we get out to about the the shield on midfield, and I kind of look at the ref, and I see him motioning 
Baltimore back, and then I look over to Gruden, yeah, and I, well, and Gruden kind of goes like this. He kind of looks up and he, goes. He did do that. He shakes yeah, his head should... like they, they told him, Coach, he's going to be down at the one yard line, whatever. So they get the field cleared. They don't get in. There's the penalty on the rookie Alex Leatherwood. There's the interception, <laughs> and when the interception hit, the crowd went. MF, are you kidding me? Here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah. Baltimore starts driving. They cause the fumble. First, the you know, you know, Gruden goes, screw it, we're gonna kick it. And then there's the They couldn't find the kicker. They couldn't, yeah. He yeah was, oh my god. <laughs> what was happening with Carlson? Rick Biasachi, the the special teams comes running down going. What the, you get your you know whatever Where in there? They were warming up. Yeah, he was uh, like kicking in the, the net, fi- but they the had net. the net all the way on the other side oh, and yes. like way in the back. And Carlson didn't know he was going into the game. Oh, I thought when they, I thought it was going to be over when they, when he threw the interception. Oh, so did I. I just thought screw well, it because only a field goal and Tucker well, is right automatic. Yeah, exactly. I just thought for sure it was. But over. Um, so I, I, I'm staying there on the Raider side, and uh, they're going to kick it. He pulls the field goal team off. He throws Carr back onto the field, and Carr starts dropping back, and I start seeing him making the off-his-foot, back-foot throw. And I was like, I literally, the, the words, what the F, were coming out of my mouth to the, the Raider PR guy. And then you see Zay Jones just, and you're like, <gasps> and the collect the collective one second of, <gasps> yeah, and then, <gasps> Place goes crazy. Max Crosby is going to be my post game show uh, guest. I'm running. I'm running after him because he's hugging Raiders, and then he's got to say, you know, a good game to the Ravens guys. And then I finally just go, Max, Max, post game, post game, rest. You know, he goes, Oh yeah. Couldn't have been nicer. That's Could so not cool. have been nicer. ESPN then, did a really cool feature on Crosby about halfway through the game about staying sober, sober, and yeah. his deal with Darren Waller. Did you talk to him about that? No, no, we just talked about the uh, just talked about the the game and and this team and you know the defense and how maligned they were in the offseason and the difference Gus Bradley has made and then he's got one of those you know uh, skull cap things yeah. for lack of a better term on a better phrase so yeah I shake his hand and he comes in to give me a hug and he puts the skull cap against my head oh. and <laughs> I just felt this like all this oh. sweat <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm never washing this side of my oh, head again God. you know but. Uh, so I get out, I get out, and uh, you know we wrap up, and I, I take my equipment back upstairs, and, and I'm grabbing donuts and food because I'm starving and I haven't <laughs> eaten. Um, but the, you cannot get uh, a ride pickup like Uber or anything anywhere near the stadium. So I literally have to walk like four blocks up. Were you flying back? I was flying <laughs> back the next day. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to see a – I went and saw a buddy in, in Las Vegas that Tuesday, so – uh, first off, $21 room at the Flamingo. Hey-o. Hello. But to get to the Flamingo, I had to walk about four city blocks. Then I had to go to this bridge over to, is it the Delano or the Delano Hotel? Yeah. That's closest to Allegiant. From there, I had to walk up probably another mile and a half just to get to Excalibur, mm-hmm. go through the the gaming floor of Excalibur to their main entrance and then down around another couple of blocks to their Uber pickup. Worth it? How many get... miles did you walk that day? I had to have done easily six or seven miles. Oh, I bet you did Easily. No. Worth it? A hundred percent worth it. Doing it again in a couple weeks? Uh, Kansas City Raiders Sunday night in Ooh. November. My birthday Man. weekend. But I, I'm I'm telling you, if if you can go and if you're a football fan, even if not a big football fan... Go, because you just go. It's it's an incredible experience. Now, obviously, they're going to have to win because incredible experiences. The shine wears off quickly, as we know. Well, if, and if what, you don't win, it's, it's San Diego. I mean, the tourists are going to want to go there if their team is going to be able to play somewhere. Yeah, and and I I will say uh, kudos. This was ninety five percent Raider fans. It looked like it. There was a little little mm-hmm. pocket of, and those are probably you know Baltimore Ravens yeah, wives and friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this was overwhelmingly uh, Raider fans. Derek Carr said a lot of nice things about uh, the guy that caught the touchdown. Zay, Zay Jones, Jones. Jones. yeah, said how hard really, he worked. Yeah, and, yeah. and how he's always anytime he says come early and let's throw to anybody, th- he was he's always, always there. the one that's there. And yeah, it was no, cool. you know Ben, I every t- for some reason every time I look at Derek Carr now, all I all I think is like, <laughs> is, is he wearing eyeliner? Just Can he be he, your next post game interview? 
Hey, so Derek, look. Do you wear eyeliner? Do you wear eyeliner? <laughs> yeah. And then what brand is it? <laughs> is it no, Ma- I Maybelline. I've never done this before, but I got to give him credit. That entire game, he was awesome. Well, he was shit the first quarter. I don't. I don't even think so. I think Darren Waller had a lot of bad drops. I think there was drops all over the field, and it's hard to get in rhythm when your receivers aren't helping you out. Darren Waller's a big dude. He is massive. Oh my god! god. But even big. the interception at the end of the game was not Carr's fault. What? No. It went straight through his hands. Who yeah. was that? Uh, Willie, Willie Sneed. Sneed. Yeah. yeah, right through his hands. Mm-hmm. No, it's almost as if he needs the shit to be hit in the yeah. fan to be productive. He was great yeah. though, especially in overtime in the fourth quarter. I mean, the two play thirty-four seconds, no timeouts. Unbelievable. Two plays in a row to the same receiver. Boom, boom. That was awesome. So I hope, I really do hope you guys get the opportunity sooner than than later to go and, you know, experience it. And um, a lot of people are talking about the nosebleed tickets weren't, well, not nosebleeds, but the higher up tickets were about 200 bucks. Prices came mm. down. They did. So it was, uh, it was awesome. And it was also, it was a very, very fun week one of the NFL season. All around the whole week, Un- yeah. just and some surprises too. Yeah, like, who would have thought the Texans? Well, and who would have thought right the Texans? And yeah. who would have thought Philly would crush Atlanta? Yeah, I thought Philly would <laughs> just be terrible. I'm so maybe, happy. For, I mean, we'll see what they do against the 49ers this week. But I'm so happy. I'm so happy for Jalen Hurts. So am I. Yeah. to see him have success. Yeah. yeah, that whole entire game was a fuck you to Nick Saban, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah, but, and then the Jaguars got crushed. Oh yeah, like, they sucked. Ugh. Urban Meyer's going to USC. He's got to be yeah. going to USC, right? I mean, he came out on the presser and said no chance, but I'm like, wh- why would why? you stay? It's going to be go. five years yeah. before the Jags can do anything, and that's yeah. only if you do a good job. Urban, go to if Urban goes to USC, he'll have them in a national championship game in two years. Oh, yeah, well, that's aggressive. No, he will. I don't know about that, but then my Niners, whoa, whoa, whoa heart attack. I know. Were you watching that game? <laughs> I, I was. I was jumping back and forth, and I saw them. I think at the time it was forty-one, whatever. I go, okay, and then I saw. Wait a second. What is this score? I think it was forty-one twenty-eight when I saw it. And then onside kick, and all of a sudden it's a one-score game, and you're yeah. and Debo fumbles on the. Uh, oh my god! It Raheem, was a heart attack. Uh, what happened with Raheem Mostert? Mostert. So it, I don't know exactly what the injury is, but he's having season-ending surgery. He's done. Yeah, but what uh, running backs don't mean anything to the Niners. That's true. I mean, they have so many of them that all kind of do the same thing. Yeah. So. I hate seeing all the injuries. I mean, <laughs> you see what's happening to the Cowboys? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Now Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence out Lawrence, for like six weeks. Broken foot. Broken foot. Um, somebody else out with COVID. Randy Gregory out uh, yeah, with COVID. I mean, Not marijuana, but COVID. Yeah. And then the and Raiders. Then Will Collins out for five weeks for yeah. suspension. Yep. So there's yeah. just... Raiders got screwed too. I'm what five big injuries, two of them season. McCoy uh is a season. Uh Denzel Good, their big offensive lineman, is a season. Uh, and Yannick Ngakwe is probably gonna be a week or so. Um and even uh, opening night, that Thursday night, the cornerback for the Bucks, who friendly fire snapped his arm in half. Did you guys see that? No, oh. I didn't. Oh, it was his Jesus. own teammate. It got smushed between him yeah. and the receiver, and the arm literally went ninety degrees. Um, the whoever the big offensive lineman was for the Ravens, he blew his knee out. He's Horrible. done for the year. And it, then the Saints eight like six offensive yeah. coaches out with COVID, and then a player and somebody else. They have like eight people. I'll out. Tell you, the one that really killed me week one was Jerry Judy. I yeah. know because I, I you could I tell like he looked so good and Teddy looked good throwing yeah. to him and then the mm, yeah, I hate injuries especially when they're they're on your fantasy team. <laughs> oh, I don't have Jerry Judy. <laughs> oh, but, I do. Oh, I'm well, sorry. I did. Allie, how'd Ben's game go? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay, but okay. Let me let me ask you two oh, things, and my. I want your NFL expertise on him. Does Aaron Rodgers have one foot out the door? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. First of all, I think Aaron Rodgers always looks disinterested. Like he never, you know, he's just not a very passionate, um, beaming kind of guy that looks thrilled to be playing football. I've always, I've thought that for a very long time. That doesn't look like he really loves it all that much. That doesn't mean he doesn't love it. He just doesn't appear to, but he was atrocious. Terrible. And and his post game press conference was, oh, he was kind of pathetic with the, and why does he have a man bun? Yeah, oh. lose the man bun. I'm bro. calling douche card. Like, mega douche card. Uh, did you hear, uh, what's his name? He used to be on the Packers. Is it Jermichael? Finley? Jermichael Finley was on ESPN yesterday. And he was like, 
what do you think he did all offseason? He wasn't playing football. You can tell by watching him play. He obviously does not have his feet under him for this season. He obviously did not care about coming out and being the Packers leader. I don't know, man. Like NFL players, you got to keep yourself in shape in the offseason. You got to be throwing to your receivers in the offseason. You got to be building relationships. It seems like Rodgers did no nothing. This is a this is a major F you to the organization because of drafting love. And that's fine if you want to say F you to the organization, not your teammates. Well, though. that's it. No, I'd be I if if I'm the Packers, I'm saying, hey, um, I forgot their head coach's name. Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Hey, Matt. If he has another shit game, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, we're starting love, and, and he he can go sulk on the bench. We don't mind paying him his money. Yeah, let him sulk, and then he can just go either play, be quarterback for whoever, or go host Jeopardy. It, but it's bullshit. It permeated yeah, through I the agree. whole team. I that agree. defense looked horrible against Jameis Winston. Yeah, and Jameis did. Winston. Yeah, uh, who looked really good. He did but look who, really who good. Who knows he if did. that's because the Packers were all just down? Because you do, you play to your leader. Like you know, you follow your guy. Um, I agree with that. I think that's a very good point because look at somebody like uh, how the Cowboys did against the the Buccaneers, and you look at Dak as such a leader, and his his teammates play up for him. Yeah, and. Who would have thought they would have kept that game so close? Right. They almost look won how, it. Look how the Rams looked with Matthew Stafford. Fantastic. Matthew Stafford is a stud. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I love watching him play. Bears' defense is extremely overrated. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Matthew Stafford playing against the NFC West. Sure. I don't know what he's going to be able but, to do. But they definitely look better. I mean, oh, yeah. They, de- they look more. They look different than with, I mean, with Jared I, Goff. And those guys look like they love playing yes. for him. Especially he's, the receivers. They look oh, like they were they, having Cooper so much Cup fun. Cooper had an insane game. All right, second one, and then we'll get to Allie's story back at Army uh, last week. The Browns-Chiefs game. That was a great game. Carson, I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield Baker looked Mayfield. amazing. Uh how legit are the Cleveland Browns this year? Definitely the most impressive loss of week one. Yes. Like, eat without a doubt. Yeah. I thought the Browns showed a ton, and Miles Garrett looks unreal Miles how Garrett. good he is. Oh, he is unreal. Yeah. He's so good. I, don't, I thought everything about the Cleveland Browns was impressive. I, their two running back approach and their ability to keep other teams off the field. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't go into the second I half they with were gonna, a lead I over the Browns. Gonna, I know. I thought they were going to win. They should have won. They should. They, and they, yeah. honestly, any other team, they do win. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that Patrick Mahomes can kind of just launch. Launch it and Tyreek Hill is all of a sudden there. That just, just runs away yeah. from defenders. Yeah, it's Patrick just, Mahomes is so adorable. He's a to cheat watch. code. He's, yeah. He makes it look so. He makes it look so easy, doesn't he? Though, yeah. Like he's just like a kid out there, like playing high school ball. That's exactly what he's doing. What's crazy about Mahomes is you can tell on his face he never thinks he's going to lose, even when they never. were down. He was like, oh, eh. yep. Hang on, just give me a couple drives. We'll win. <laughs> no, Defense, I, stop him once, and we'll be okay. I, I look at that NFC North, and I think that. The Raiders may have given some teams a little bit of a blueprint for Lamar Jackson. I think Pittsburgh, the Big Ben window, as we know, this might be it for Ben. Yeah, but Pittsburgh can win ugly. That's they what sure they pro- proved yeah. in week one. I'm taking on the Bills. And yeah, I can't, I, I can't believe they beat back, the Bills. Coming so behind, was, and, I know. behind and beating them. Uh, you can tell the defense is a Pittsburgh defense. They're just mean and gritty and tough. And Mika Fitzpatrick is a stud on that defensive. Melvin Gordon even looked like he was. He did. Know, Ingram, Ingram, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, was it's so weird saying with number eight? Yeah, yeah it's, odd. it's like what the hell? Yeah, I thought for sure the Bills were going to win that one, and and uh, the Chargers almost losing to Washington. Damn I mean, it. I know they pulled it out and won, so close. but what does that say about tonight's game, like Giants and Washington? It just seems like such a dud of a game, because last Thursday night's game was so good yeah. with with Buccaneers. And this one might not be bad. Cowboys. I mean, I don't know how many points are going to go up. The over-under is at 40. Like that, that should really tell you everything you need to know. I mean, Washington's okay. favorite, right? Yeah, by yeah. three and a half. Is Fitzpatrick yeah. or the. Uh, no, the, it's Heineke. He's going to Yeah, start. Fitzpatrick's out. Fitzpatrick's out for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, uh, Taylor Heineke I love him. should be I love starting. Fitzpatrick. So do I. I if you're Ron Rivera, it's like, hey, Fitz, thanks, man. You're, he's the future. Yeah, he is what? the future, but Even Fitzpatrick. He's not the future. He's at least young blood. Like, yeah. I don't. Ryan Fitzpatrick is great for what Ryan Fitzpatrick is, but we all know exactly what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Right? And he's so, like, Harvard guy. And oh, yeah. He's got that great beard. There's just something <laughs> about that guy. I, I love him. So. No, it's. Uh, it and was... he, looked, he looked terrible in his Oof. first couple quarters. 
It was yeah, almost I a was, mercy injury. But weren't you kind of surprised? I mean, what does that say about the Chargers? I don't know. I, I, okay, I, I can't. I could. I didn't, honestly didn't see very. I read more about that game than it I actually watched. It tells me that Washington's but, defense is for real, and yeah, they are true. scary. And mm-hmm. I, Justin Herbert was fine. The Chargers did go nine for fourteen on third down. I think so that's how, the only stat that needs to be mentioned. There's two things this weekend will tell us about the Chargers. Legit, how they are as a football team. Well, and it's going to have to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. Against and the also, Cowboys? Um, it's going to be 50% Dallas Cowboy fans. More. Oh, it's more. Probably more. more. I, I, think I cannot I, wait for Minimum the, is 80. I cannot wait. Yeah, I think it'll be, that's what I was going to say, about 75% Cowboy I fans for sure. Wait. I just and it's going to be loud. We saw that SoFi gets freaking loud. There were Rams fans out. There's going to be Cowboys fans going nuts. And I think Cowboys offense can do well against the Charger defense. Sure, I don't know. Just avoid Derwin, right? And well, yes. And uh, I, but I don't know. Yeah, Derwin's good, but I don't know about. that Cowboys defense, though, against the Chargers offense. Well, that, I mean, I think both teams are good offensively. Maybe high scoring. With Lawrence out, that obviously hurts. Uh, Gregory in the in in the protocol, and, but and the Chargers also have Bosa besides. Durham. Yeah, and, that's, so. and you know Bosa is, is the guy you have to to worry about. But I think the the Cowboys offensive line, even without Collins, is big enough to get a push. And Ezekiel Elliott did not look good against the Buccaneers. They got to get him going. Um, yeah. but I just, I, I cannot wait for Sandy to get here because I want to hear those cowboy fans just, I want to see the takeover and I want to see that butthole mouth of Dean Spanos as he just sits there, you know, hiding from the camera in his, uh, in his box. I will say Justin Herbert is very He's fun awesome. to watch. Yeah. And so is Derwin James. They both had really good games. I, it's, it's going to be hard not to cheer for the personalities. It'll be very easy not well, to cheer for the team. Like any good guy on the Chargers, you hope that they stay healthy and at the yeah, end of their contract, and he ends up a 49. End, or he goes on to a team that is actually a quality organization. It's not the guys on the team's fault. That, it's not. That, 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 no, it's especially the ownership. Someone, like, I, I, mean, I don't want anyone to ever get injured. Do I want them to win? No. But I don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. You know, I'd like to individually, like you were saying, ha- to have some success. But um, as an organization... I hope they lose it all. Same. All right. You want you want to take a, a break here and get a message in from Blenders? We can do that. Let's get a message in from our great fans at uh, Blenders. By the way, <laughs> rocking my Blenders all over Las Vegas. Nice. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Where people are like, dude, where'd you get those shades? <laughs> I love your were you, response. Were you, were you handing out nice. our codes? <laughs> Bam Slam, Bam Slam, sixty percent off, Bam Slam. Anyhow, uh, Allison had a great weekend last weekend, uh, especially at any time in her country to be back uh, at one of the service academies, and she'll have that story of going back to see her son play against Army after this podcast. And we just reiterated for you, so happy that Blenders Eyewear is along for the ride on the Bam Slam. Uh, podcast you talk about awesome affordable sunglasses rad styles plus colorways that range from 38 bucks to 68 dollars they offer a wide range of products sunglasses rx blue light snow goggles and helmets as well they're big right now they are even getting bigger locally owned locally made here in san diego but internationally known Uh, their motto is life in forward motion and their goal is that their products push you to be the best version of yourself like we're trying to do with this podcast and that's why blenders is along for the ride thank you everybody with blenders eyewear uh they are offering a 16 percent discount uh on behalf of the bam slam podcast for all of you that get to blenders just use our code bam slam and you're going to get 16 percent off your purchase blenders code word is bam slam you still around? Wow, that's impressive. What do you mean? Let's get back to the Bam Slam. Once again, here's Ben, Allie, and Mike. Bam Slam, like I was telling everybody in Vegas on the strip. Bam Slam, use the code 16% off at uh, BlendersEyewear.com. All right, I cannot wait to hear about <laughs> the trip to Army. New York. <laughs> New Where, York. Where'd you fly into? Flew into LaGuardia, stayed in the city because um, I had other, I had some little business thing to do Mm. in the city and I had people to see and things to do. And that was a blast. 
And um, how's the weather? Nice. Weather was perfect. perfect. It really was. Nice. It was a little uh, drizzly on the f- not the day of flying in, but the next day. Okay. But that was a day I took my boys to see the 9/11 Memorial and Museum. Did I've heard go- that's amazing. If you, <sighs> it, yeah, if you have not done it, highly, highly recommend. I mean, pretty special doing it two days before 9/11 too. Yeah. But um, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. It, I mean. God, the attention to detail. They did not leave one thing out, and it took hours. And I think we saw it all, but if we had stopped and actually read every single piece of everything, it would have been even longer. Is I I never we didn't make it into the nine eleven museum. We Mm -hmm. were there. We just saw the 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 pools, pools where those towers stood. Is the museum just? It's worth every second of your time to go in there. Do they have like the fire engine in there? Yep, they have a couple, that, couple different fire engines. Fire engines one of them is completely burned out, and all eleven of the firefighters that were on that fire engine that went up, you know, didn't perished. come back out. The whole that whole unit perished. Um, oh my god! But it starts with, I mean, it, it, it goes through everything from beginning to timeline to there's a whole memorial room with all the victims, um, which is very somber. Uh, and then it goes to post nine, like that whole day, then post nine eleven, and then the hunt for Bin Laden, and it, it's all of it start to finish, and um, it was fascinating. It was really fascinating, and, you know, somber and heartbreaking too. But um, they just did the most beautiful job. Everything about it, the lighting, the music, the they didn't leave one thing out. It was incredible. So that was pretty special. It was kind of cool seeing. I mean, every year social media obviously gets filled up, but around the world, the different way like our allies and our our people who care about us elsewhere not celebrate but memorialize Memorial. that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I saw something in Israel that was just beautiful, mm-hmm. and it was like we care about you, Americans. One thing um, on that day the on that we were there that Thursday, the uh, a week ago today, they were setting up for the presentation and everything that was going to be happening on Saturday. So there was media from all over the world. I mean, so much media set up and so much security. Uh, I mean, guys, you know, officers with huge long rifles and I mean, every, you couldn't walk two feet without them being right there. But, um, but yes, a lot of, from around the world, there was a a group of Australian firefighters taking photos right there where uh, by one of the pools and, and all their Australia firefighter gear and then we went across to the bar across the street at the after the day in there and um which is called o'hara's which is the firefighter and police bar Mm -hmm. um what a place okay so i thought it was gonna be very touristy and everyone said you have to go to o'hara's you have to go you have to go and i was like all right so i expected to be very touristy it was full Oh, it's right next to the fire station for one thing, but it's it was what it's full of firefighters. Like. Yeah. I mean, it was full of, fi- of like New York firefighters. They all hang up in the upstairs bar. There's yeah. two bars. We went up to the upstairs one, which I'm glad we did because they were all up there. Um, so nice talking to everybody. Super friendly. There's patches from every single fire station you can think of. I, and police. And I, uh, Oddly, the San Diego Sheriff's patch was right at our table. Really? It's so weird. Yeah, we got like, the only table left in the bar, and that patch happened to be right at our table. But it was very cool. It was that was that was very. What cool. are the COVID rules like in New York? Strict. Yeah. To show your vaccination card to get into any restaurant, the memorial physically show the card. Yep, okay. Uh, the memorial. At least every place we went, there might have only been one place that didn't ask. Every place else asked and my son zach looks very young he's 21 but he looks younger never got carded not one time the entire trip but boy they wanted to see his vaccination card so that was (laughs) kind of funny but yeah so so it did feel and people are masked up friday afternoon though i did notice we went to central park pretty much the whole day on friday and i noticed um, we must have walked 10 12 miles every single day but i did notice friday early evening like the streets were just I mean, everybody was out. The weather was beautiful. It was, I mean, I'm sure New Yorkers, you know, they don't have much outdoor space. So, boy, they flood outside when it's when they when well, they can get this nice weather. That's so true. We used to go back for a uh, Columbus Day weekend trip with friends of ours who would drive up from D.C. and we'd stay in the East Village. And you're all you need is just a, a bed and 
a bathroom. Yeah, their spaces It'll are tiny. It only cost you three grand a month. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I yeah. mean, they're t- no, the, or more. The room we stayed in, you guys, I, I kid you not, was probably the size of Toph. The hotel rooms are tiny. Yeah, because, I mean, because everyone wants to be outside. Yeah. You know? And it's true. And everybody was outside and the parks were beautiful. And, and, every, and I love the vibe and energy of the city. Like, you guys know I'm like an outdoors girl. Yeah. I love to be out on trails and nature and being outside. I, I need more wide open space than that. I don't think I could live in it for any long length of time. But New to Jersey. visit... Welcome. <laughs> to visit was incredible. That was really cool. And then uh, Saturday took the train from Grand Central Station to... Okay, so this is game day now, right? right? Took the train from Grand Central Station to this little town called Peekskill, Absolutely. which is as close as close as you can get yeah. to West Point, yeah. which is in the town of Highland Falls. And then you have to take, well, the West Point game day website says there will be Ubers and taxis when you get off the train. So a lot of people got off the train. And this is the crack of because, of course, me, I wanted to be there very yeah, early. I wanted, I wanted to experience all of it. The game was at 1130 in the morning, so I wanted to be in West Point by... 830. Um, so we get out and there's like two taxis sitting there and there's probably, I don't know, 15, 20 people that got off the train that all want. It. So those two were gone immediately. And I'm just standing there thinking, well, what now? So I walk further out into the parking lot and towards like where any cars will be pulling in. And I saw a taxi van coming and I was like, that is mine. <laughs> got my group, got everybody in that taxi. <laughs> And up we went the 15, 16 miles into West Point, which I had no idea. It was this windy mountain road. Oh, I, yeah. I did not expect. I kept thinking, is this kind of, does he know where we're actually going? Yeah. And first of all, the train ride there along the Hudson River was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Are colors changing yet? Or? Just starting to uh, just change. Starting to, okay. But the, the river is so beautiful yeah. and this, all the trees and the mountains, stunningly beautiful. Get up there find this cool tavern where we had some breakfast and some mimosas were flowing and that was really fun and the super cool bartender and the people in there were super nice and chatting with us and stuff so that was fun go into the the gate get up to the game the stadium i mean it was you know i get it's not alabama everybody but i think for a saturday college game day experience it was very very cool um, it Close was game too, 35-38. 35-38. It was full. It was rocking. It was packed. It was did you, fun. There were bands playing. Did, and not just college bands, but like bands, you know, music. It was very, very cool. Did you see the cadets walk in? Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. And they jump around up there. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're I know. I know. awesome. It, so, yes. Yeah, so that was all very cool. And uh, the game was good. Uh, uh, <laughs> So okay, was there a flyover? Any yes, flyover parachuters. Anytime? Parachuters. Uh-huh, yeah. That was very the cool. Great, the great thing about the service academies is that if they want to do a flyover. Like they can say literally, yeah, just go like twenty feet above the stadium. There's no yeah. limitation because it's you know they yeah. were that was it was a, a, a like big huge helicopter yeah. flyover. Yeah. Um, but the parachute jumpers jumped into the stadium. That was one at a time. They like introduce them, and the other guys are hovering <laughs> over here. I'm like, well, how do they know how to do all that? But that was probably extra cool. credit for one of their classes. Yeah, seriously, it was very cool. Um, so there was a lot of very cool traditional things associated with that, which was fun. After the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> back down, got out the gate. Again, there's supposed to be Ubers and taxis. First of all, we have come to find out that no Ubers go up there, none, because there's no business. But you would think on game day, people would get a clue that that might be a good time to go. Yeah. But there's not a taxi to be found. We oh call boy. every, including the security guy at the gate, calling every taxi company within the neighboring little teeny tiny towns. Most of the time got hung up on or they went to voicemail. We're not coming in there. No, we're no. Sorry. No, we're only doing not coming. Just one way. So there was I thought, well, I guess I live in Highland Falls. <laughs> New York. I mean, how am I going to get out of here? And walked into that same tavern that we'd been in pregame. Yeah. And there was a firefighter in there. And I'm like, do you have any clue how we can get out of here? I mean, what what do people do? And he's like, oh, he goes, actually, I do know somebody. He goes, there's a guy that lives on top of the bar. And he has a Dodge Ram truck, and he'll take you. <laughs> like, cool, I'll take it. I mean, so I'm thinking, on top of the bar, what is happening? So this man comes out, this long gray ponytail. He's got to be 70 years old. There's my Dodge Ram truck parked right in front of the bar. <laughs> Hop in. I said, well, how many can you take? As many as you want. Because a couple people had kind of hooked up with us that yeah. were like, oh, well, we're in the same boat. We had, 
I'm not going to say how many people, a truck full of people, including people laying down in the back of the truck. Oh, oh my God. Going down the mountain road with this complete stranger who was the nicest man on the planet. Sure. He, he could have been sauced. He'd, like, well, I was crossing my fingers. Well, I said to him, I said, so you just happened to be in the bar. I, I didn't hear the part that he lived upstairs. Okay. He's like, oh, oh he goes, okay. Because I live upstairs of the bar. I was about to take my nap when I got the text to come down. And I was like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do this all the time. I'm like, well, how much do you charge? Because the taxi up was expensive. And yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, 20 bucks. We're like, he goes, I mean, if you don't got it, don't worry about it. We're like, oh, we'll pay you. Don't That's worry. So awesome. What a cool guy. He was so cool. He worked, it turned out he had lived in, worked in New Jersey for the VA for years and years and years. Retired and his friend owns this bar for 50 years. And he just retired to the top of the bar. So anyway. It was oh, cool. what a story. I know. Met very cool people. So. And the people that had latched in with us were yeah, yeah. awesome. And it was just all very, very. That is so freaking Quite cool. an adventure it turned into. Yeah. And the flights were fine back and forth. No yeah, problems. Yeah. Stayed till Monday because just had other things to do. And, yeah. um, and then also, uh, yeah, flights were fine. Flights in, everything on time. Flights out were delayed about an hour. But we had a long layover in Denver. So it ended up not being as long since sure. the first flight was delayed. So. Anyway, that is so cool. Well, I'm good. so glad that trip was great. I mean, yeah. it's having gone there myself, having been there as a little kid, um, and then going back when the Aztecs played back there uh, early one season a couple years ago uh, to experience all that, you know, pomp and circumstance and the pageantry. And I've always said, you know, when you play the service academies, you just want to beat them by one point. You don't want to ever humiliate yeah. them or, you know. Well, and I agree with all that. And there was a little scuffle at the end. I don't know if you guys heard about no! it. No! Um, nice. But, well, I don't know if it was so nice. It wasn't a very good look for Western Kentucky. The the I don't know exactly what went on. But, uh, in fact, I didn't even know what was going on in the moment. All I knew is that Ben had told me, oh, I don't know exactly what we do, but we do something really cool after the game with the Army team, like, in front of the cadets. And he's like, I don't really know what it is, but everybody says it's super cool. And so I'm looking forward to that experience. Well, I think the strength and conditioning coach for well, Western Kentucky always, got right? into it with the head coach of Army, and that turned into a kind of a scuffle. And the head coach, who was, you know, Clay Hilton, USC coach, just got fired. It's his brother, is yeah, the head yeah, coach yeah. of Ben's team. He went in and kind of separated people. And then before I knew it, they were just whisking their whole team into the tunnel. They didn't even get to do it. So they didn't get to do it. I wonder if the head, I wonder if the army head coach said, yeah, you, why don't you guys just go into your locker room? We're I fine. don't know, but it blew up on social media because people were like, what a horrible look for Western Kentucky on 9-11 to be the only team ever to not stand if there. It was, if it, it was, was horrible. I agree. The strength and conditioning coach's fault for Western Kentucky then yeah, that's like one of those things. Um, you're gonna call them and you're gonna apologize. Yeah, I hope that happened. Dick. Yeah, so I hope that happened because I think that was a very bad look on national television. So. Wow, no, I, I hadn't. I didn't know that either. It, neither yeah. did I. Yeah. Mm. What a weekend! Bummer that that's how it ended. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I've seen like when the two teams go over and they let the I think they let the cadets sing or something. They do. The cadets sing. It is a really cool moment. Mm -hmm. And it would have been, and it was such a close game. It would have been a nice experience for um wku but whatever didn't Too happen bad. who's next on the schedule indiana you going uh no i am not going to uh, well uh, mm. i don't know things may be changing or, today or, i don't is know is it a home game or are they it's a home game oh, okay. home game and then the following week they're at michigan state so they got some tough stuff are you gonna up. go back to east lansing uh no because okay. i would rather go to the home games so oh, all right okay I, I, that's still up in the air, though, too, right now. I, there's other things in play right now, so I'm trying to kind of schedule a lot of different Being things. Being an athlete mom sounds fun. Way it cool. It is fun. I mean, I, the yeah. things I've experienced because of Ben's football have been very, very cool. Like New Orleans and, and uh, you know, obviously spent a ton of time in Houston. And um, how about my little buddy, Caleb Johnson, I know, Point for Loma the grad. How awesome is that? The video the Went on best. to Houston. How about that video? If anyone hasn't best. seen it, look at my Twitter, and I tweeted about it. it. Went on to Houston, little tiny Houston Baptist who did not even have a football team till 2013. Got undrafted. Bears signed him as an undrafted free agent rookie, and then he made the 53-man Makes the freaking squad. team. Did you see the video, Ben? Yeah. I actually I had seen it before Ali sent it to me. I didn't even know who it was. Local San Diego. Went right kid. over my head. You know what else is so cool about that is Caleb is the greatest teammate. Probably Ben would say Caleb's probably the best teammate he's ever had. Also, he's a published author. He's Whoa. he I mean, this kid is brilliant. 
brilliant. I mean, the Bears, the Chicago Bears got a good kid, good San Diego boy that went on to Houston Baptist and now is... I can't wait to see him Part play. of me wonders, maybe Ben should have just stayed at Houston Baptist for his graduation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, look at Caleb. I don't know. It worked. All we right, all gang. thought we had to move on to bigger There's and better. Maybe it wasn't. I wanted to see the coach say, you know, this is always the toughest part about, you know, being a football organization. and Your ass is cut. Well, just saying, hey, you know what, just because a dream ends here doesn't mean it can't you know, take place somewhere he else. He did that a tiny bit where he was like, yeah, you know, it's a hard kind of, day. It's yeah, a hard it's day. it's a hard day. And yeah. he's like, what? And he goes, oh, that's But so it's great. also a good day. so great to see. <laughs> well, how about the freaking um, weekend, uh, EJ, is it EJ Terrell? No. The kid from Modern Day in Chula Vista, three touchdowns for Oregon yes. against Ohio State in mm-hmm. that, uh, in that mm-hmm. upset of sorts. So, yeah, it's very cool it's to San see San Diego State football. Hello, kicking the yes. shit out of the Pac-12, baby. Arizona, well, Arizona hasn't won a game since 2018. <laughs> kicking I mean, the shit out of the Pac-12, baby. Yeah, well, that's right. Brady Hope, ten thousand dollar bonus every really? time. He, every time he beats a Pac-12, really? he's about to do it again this weekend. Hopefully, who are they playing? Ooh, the Utah. Utah Utes. Oh yeah, that's right. Tough. I should know that. Oh, they yeah, are Utah's tough. Good. They okay. They're. T- I mean, they're. Teams. He uh, and Brady know each other well. They know each other really well. They Utah likes to beat you, but they also like to beat you up. I mean, they got some, they got some guys and get after it. Great test for San Diego State, as I as I said, early litmus test for the red and black. No reason they can't beat Utah. It, this is not one of those Utah teams that is being talked about in in national championship circles. But still, they are going to be tough. And you get back to the fact that San Diego State does have legitimately one of the best running backs in the country, in yeah. Greg Bell. And if they can get off to a hot start early again, then there's no reason they shouldn't couldn't win. No. Uh, the other team in San Diego, who the Madres. Yeah, they're uh, they're playing the out Madres. the string. Anyhow, back we, to the we've Aztecs. done. We've All done right a, now. They won <laughs> last night. They had 16 hits. Okay, we have now gone what an the bats hour. Have come good, alive. good. We've got an hour without spending any time on the Padres. F them. You know what? Two I, minutes. Costa. Well, we know how Costa feels. I, I kind of feel the same way. No, I, like, I, hey, I do hey, too. AJ, if you're not going to do anything at the, at the trade deadline, and the, and the team quits on you and Tingler, but look d- in the is mirror. Is that what's going on? I mean, I, I, when you think about that, they were so good in the first half, and the trade deadline happened, and we were all so shocked and disappointed yeah. and confused, and then they just. Well, there's a history apart. of it. I mean, it's mirroring 2019 when they Andy Green lost the dugout and yes. they kind of turned. Yeah, I could care less about the team at this point. I feel really, really bad for San Diegans. Oh, me too. Because they showed out this year. Yeah. And people signed up for season tickets for next year with a 25% increase in yep. price. Oof. People showed up. Petco Park has never been fuller than it's been this year never. throughout the entire season. It has been a party every time, and they're out there. Even on like a Monday night. It packed. I, I went on a Tuesday, yep. and it was 35000 yep. Are you serious? Yep. Never. Are they still doing the stupid swag, uh, swag chain? I think so. Okay. You know, okay, here, if I'm a Padre fan... This is what I'm. As far as next year is concerned, I'm going. I tell you what, let's get this first half of the season in the in the bag. Let me see how it looks, and then I will come out to Petco Park. And if every Padre fan felt that same way, I wouldn't blame them at all. It's a little. It's a bad look. I it's mean, it's been heartbreaking to watch what's happened. I mean, it's just no. It has been unwatchable. That's what yeah. it's been. Unwa- they cannot has. like have any sort of heart in any of the games. No. And I don't. I look straight to management. I look straight to Jace Tingler, and I really all focus on AJ Preller. Yep. I just. (laughs) So does anybody lose their jobs? What do you guys think? Yes. Who? A multiple. There's going to be. So AJ just signed. Remember, he signed a big extension extension and a lot of money. Well, okay. So you get rid of uh, Larry Rothschild, who, by the way, they had a better record and a better ERA and gave up less home runs. And then you look at what they're doing right now. And you know Blake Snell and Chris Paddock are both on the injured list now. They also were both pitching significantly better once Rothschild left. They were. And now that, but now they're both gone. You're right. And uh, who knows? Now they signed that. Did you guys see they who they signed yes. yesterday? Vince, Vince, somebody. But he's what the, pitching tomorrow. The funniest thing I saw on Twitter said, "Oh come on, you guys! Now you're just now making you're just people making up. up names." <laughs> it is. Dying. It's. I was dying. And honestly, it's it's just it's an embarrassing look for the whole organization. I, uh, someone gets fired. I don't know who. Every time. I mean, is it Tingler? Probably. Is it Preller? Is it both? Even though Preller came out, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, back before the wheels had completely fallen off and said, I hope Tingler's our guy for the next 10 years. Oh, I hope. Bullshit. Fuck off. You know what? I, I Every time I see Eric Hosmer over there with his big smile, yucking it up with whoever's on first base. Every single. It does not team, matter who it is. Every single time he is. That fat blob of shit. Who's, I mean, I, I, I'm so sick of him and his errors and his shitty fielding. Okay. 
he hit a double last night and he knocked in two runs. He's right now five for twenty in the last six games with seven it's strikeouts. Not, it's not so much for me his offense as it is his defense. His he doesn't stretch out for the ball. He always seems like he's playing the plate weird. Yeah. What about the play a couple days ago when he literally he stretched behind the bag? Yeah, and yeah. Then it ended up being late. Right. I have something I could tell you guys about Eric Hosmer not on the podcast. Great, can't wait. Sorry, Think everybody. about that way you will, people out in the public. Oh, you boy, that's that's. I, I know it's mean, but I really okay. don't think I can. Well, let's let's wrap up the podcast, then, because I really, really, really <laughs> want to know. Me too. What um, what you? Oh my god, I, I cannot wait to hear that. Um, life lesson. Um, can I just yeah, yeah. talk about something real quick? Sure. I just want to get it out because I'm get I get a lot of messages from a lot of people. Eric Hosmer slid into your DMs? God, no. It's not about anybody <laughs> sliding into my DMs. But, Hi, I'm um, Big Papa. Right, uh, I, I'm a great clubhouse guy. Uh, Since um, I gave a bullshit <laughs> speech, the team has sucked. Just real quick about just, um, you know, my kid. He's not playing a ton right now. He doesn't know why. He was told he was one of the top three receivers. He is trying to get answers. He feels like he's been misled and lied to a little bit. So he's a little bitter right now, but he's doesn't show that at practice. This is the life lesson. And now everybody knows it, but I, nobody else would know it, but me, because he vents to me and I just let him vent, but he turns all that off when he's on the practice field. He still shows up early and stays late. Like he's done his entire career. But if 17 years comes down to this, you know, he did have a hamstring injury. Okay. So I'll give it that. But also, um, I think this new receivers coach is all about speed, which is fine. But if you're fast, you better have good hands. True. That's all I'll say about that. Um, and so do you want Costa to make a call? No. And moms can't send emails. Not say anything. Um, but, uh, but it's a, it's an interesting thing to be a part of right now, watching him, figure this out it's just interesting it's interesting as a parent to watch your kid struggle for really the first time ever in his life he's not struggling playing and like he's like um, he's also very honest and very much a realist and very humble and so he'd be the first to say well these two guys that are starting ahead of me are better than me like they just are that's not what he's saying and he he and so i believe him because he wouldn't say that if he didn't honestly feel it but also coaches are going to put out the best players right i mean isn't that what well generally uh what goes around comes around and if he's doing everything he says he's doing there's going to be an opportunity and in the opportunity you shine that's what he said today he goes i this will be fixed and his attitude like i'm just i guess i'm just talking about like your people's attitude about life and struggles when maybe things have come easy and then suddenly something is you know, you, you just don't, you're really trying to figure it out on your own and you're trying to be, you know, still a great teammate and um, supportive and just in any walk of life. It doesn't have to be football. I'm just using that as an example. Like, I'm just, I'm so freaking proud of his, um, the way he's handling it. It's called intestinal fortitude. Yeah. That's and awesome. It, and you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Things have come a little easy for him in life. So. Sure. <laughs> good lo- up, the good Lord, laugh. the good that's Lord right. does not, Close the door without opening a window. It'll be fine. I always heard. That is awesome. Bam Slam fam, thank you so much for being along for this episode. Uh, for Allison Ratzlaff and Ben Fletcher, I'm Mike Costa. And last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for us. Bam Slam fam, we freaking love you. Mwah. Sorry, I just had to throw that on. I'm glad- thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.